My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, fashion, art, and culture. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. All right, let's get to today's episode. Sneaker culture has exploded in the last few years. Today's guest's enthusiasm for sneakers led him to creating one of his very own. Allow me the honor of introducing the creative mastermind behind the brand slash Instagram page of Obra, Jonathan Rodriguez. How are you doing today, man? Good, man. Good, man. Thanks for the little intro. <laughs> you know, man. That. That's how we do it here at the Beyond the Government podcast. Um, we, we always try to impress the guests in the first about 10 seconds with a little <laughs> intro. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but man, how, how are things for you? Where, where are you in the world right now? Um, I am in New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, everything's been good. Good. I'm just staying outside, trying to get sun. Sweet, That's man. Love it. I, I love it. I'm, I'm in Colorado. I'm in Denver. So we're actually not that far away from each other. Yeah, right we're going to have to link up. Man, we might have to. I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking of heading up there like next month. So for for what? Just to like hang out. Yeah. Mm. Just to, I want to see uh, Canoe Clubs. Uh, oh, shop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. dope. Super dope. Well, man, let's let's start off with the podcast. I'm really excited for this episode because um, a lot of reasons. I love sneakers for one. Um, obviously I can tell you have an affinity for sneakers and I think what you've done with Obra and, you know, talking with different individuals such as like Ray Mia, just others who also are in the space of creating or recreating or repurposing Jordan ones. It's a really interesting time. I feel like we're in when it comes to sneakers. Um, and so I'm really excited to have you on, man. And let's, let's dive into this first question, you know, you know, what is your background? Where are you from and how is it like for you growing up as a kid? Yeah, um, I was born in Orange County, California, so uh, Santa Ana, um, but we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico when I was like seven. Um, we didn't have like a big play- place of living. Like we lived like with three other families in California. Humble parents- beginnings. Yeah, yeah, my parents wanted to like get out of there. They're from Mexico. Um, they grew up in Mexico. They immigrated to the U.S. Dope. So when they were there, they were just like dang we want to have a family with like a house and things so Mm. they heard that albuquerque from other family members was pretty affordable place to live since there's literally like nothing here truly Um, (laughs) yeah for real and and they came over here and yeah they they were able to like afford a house after working so hard in california and um yeah i grew up in albuquerque not much to do just uh really play sports like sports was is really a big part of the Albuquerque community just because like in high school like that's what that's what you do you're gonna play a sport if you want to do something if not you try to like do other things you're I don't know a lot of gang things were also like a big part of where I grew up so it's either you're like gonna be an athlete or you're gonna be doing like dumb stuff um so that that's what that's how I basically grew up. So basketball was like really my life. I just hooped all the time. Um, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was pretty good. I was pretty nice. <laughs> but, 
that's good man i know i I love talking to hooper i love talking to a hooper because that's that's my upbringing too man sorry i didn't i don't mean to cut you off no no don't worry don't worry yeah i want to hear you what what your upbringing is too yeah man yeah i guess you know um for me i um also hooped as well right obviously a lot of people who are listening are kind of know that i tell the story i feel like every podcast episode (laughs) but um you know playing basketball there's such an a a cultural kind of way that you view the world too like when you play and you hoop and it kind of molds you for the rest of your life I feel like and so knowing that you play basketball you probably had a lot of things especially if you're good too like hoopers know other hoopers and like you probably if you traveled and things like that like you know, it just has an effect on you. Your your whole swag, your whole demeanor is is changed, in my opinion, because of basketball. Like if you if you play right, so yeah. that's that's super dope. I didn't know that. And like when so when you so you were when you moved, how old were you from when you moved from California? Yeah, I was like seven years old. So I was I didn't really grow up in California too much. We go like every summer, but right, like right. I don't know. Like, I don't really remember much of my childhood, like, in yeah. California. Everything is really, like, Albuquerque. So, I usually yeah. say I'm from Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally get that. My girl, she um, she's born in Boston, lived there for, like, four years. And when, like, you're a kid, you're just doing kid stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, even though when she tries to claim Boston, like, when she's only been there for, like, age zero to four, I'm like, bruh, <laughs> you, you ain't no Boston, like, but she yeah, really, yeah, she yeah. really claps back at me. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about sneakers a little bit, man, because I think that's what a lot of people kind of know Obra, know what you do as, is, you know, a guy that loves sneakers and, and created his own sneaker. How did this kind of passion for sneakers or, you know, interest in sneakers take foot? Where does it, where does that story start? Yeah, so ever since I was, like, a kid, like, my pops was kind of a sneakerhead, so uh, he would always be wearing, like, Air Maxes and Mm. uh, Shocks and stuff in the, like, early 2000s. And even in the 80s, he, like, was into, like, uh, Avias because in Mexico, like, Jordans weren't a thing. Mm. So in Mexico, he would, like, rock Avias, (laughs) which have, like... Avias? I don't even know what that is. Which are, like, bootlegs of, like, Nikes, basically, which is so funny to, like, think that he was rocking, like, some type of bootleg. And, like, I'm making bootlegs now. It's just crazy, man. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's in your blood, bro. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, what? (laughs) So people think that, like, bootlegs are just a thing from now. Like, back then, like, people were doing it, too. But ever since I was a kid, like... Uh, my parents always wanted me to like have like good clothes, good shoes. Um, so I was always into them. Um, yeah, like middle school, I was rocking like all the cool basketball shoes. Like I had like KD twos, like oh, LeBron, stuff like that. Um, I would only have one like sneaker a year, but I had to make sure like it was the coolest sneaker, top notch. <laughs> or like buy the ones on sale that were really cool from the past year. Mm, like mm. i got like cool lebron let's say like a lebron like seven was the new shoe i would get like the lebron sixes but it would be like in a dope colorway Mm, so mm. i would always be wearing like the really cool basketball shoes in my opinion um but i love that bro because i think that i think right now sneakers is in an interesting place that no one wears basketball shoes anymore like nike basketball shoes and i feel like kind of it, it sounds like we grew up in the same how old are you by the way 
23. 23. So we are the exact same age. Yeah. So we grew up in yeah. the same kind of generation of like Nike basketball and like you had the, the LeBrons uh, and then you had like the LeBrono Palmers and the KDs of the yeah. world. And then um, you had Kobe's coming out, which unfortunately uh, Nike doesn't, doesn't seem like they're going to redeem or continue his contract but yeah. um anyways that's a side note but you you had all these basketball shoes you know what i'm saying and people wore them like people wore them to hoop in people actually wore them to to walk around in as well and we were like they were stylish and it was kind of fun in, yeah. that, in that instance <laughs> right um yeah. i feel like nowadays it's not as much you don't get that as much but that's very dope i didn't know you so you grew up with a lot of different basketball shoes same same man that's crazy it's crazy yeah um, and in high school like a lot of uh a lot of my friends actually had like retro Jordans, but like I didn't know how to style them, so I never like wore them. I mm. I've always been into like what what could I wear that looks good on me? And my homie like gave me Jordan ones like for free one time. Oh my god! And I literally, <laughs> I think they were like uh, they might have been some black and white ones. Yeah. Which are which are like popping off, and I'm like, I tried to find those for so long now. Yeah. But back then, like, I would wear them, and I'm, I'm like, these are like too chunky, like I with skinny jeans and stuff like that. So I, feel you. I I just wore Converse all the time, just because yeah. that was what well like fit what I was wearing. Mm. But all my homies were wearing like 11s, like nines, tens. Uh, yeah, they were all wearing like really cool Jordans, and I'm like, those are pretty cool, but. I ain't going to wear those. <laughs> they, they, they look like weird on me, you know? I feel so, you, bro. I, I yeah. totally get you. I totally get you. And it's yeah. kind of, it's so funny because most times I'm talking to people from like either like literally California or like New York. And so like, I, I feel you on that heavy because even for me, like when I was growing up, like I didn't wear as many Jordans as much either. Like I wore like Vans a ton. Yeah, you know, like, same. Like, yeah, right, right, right. So yeah. I used to wear like Vans a ton because I liked how slender they were. Like in Colorado, probably similar to maybe relatively similar to New Mexico. Like it kind of embodied some of that West Coast culture, like more so than what is in the East Coast. And so you had a lot of people skateboarding and things. Even though I hooped, like it was still like a part of Colorado culture to like have some vans or like things like that. Right. Um, so that's super dope to know about too. Now, um, you know, for right now, like let's talk, let's fast forward to right now, man. How, how many sneakers do you have? What kind of sneakers are you collecting nowadays? And or what are you just rocking on a day-to-day basis? Um, I guess yeah. three questions at one, but yeah. Yeah. I have like around 40. Um, not all of them are like sneaker sneakers. They're going to be like, performance shoes and stuff like that yeah like boots or something right right i have like around 40 i i really rock like everything <laughs> like i i try to like keep my rotation like like have every pair uh worn but i'd say the most war pair are gonna probably be my new balances mm. <laughs> new balance 550s the ald ones like Yo. They're comfy. I'm on my feet a lot at at work all day, so I love it, bro. Uh, like that. That's what I'm always wearing. I'll I'll try to wear like 85s at least once a week, mm-hmm. um, just to actually like not have them harden up and things like that. Uh, but but I like I like my New Balances. They're just like super comfy, and I don't know. Like comfort is always a priority now. It definitely is. 
I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird to hear you say that because it's like I'm on the same wavelength on so many levels. I personally like I'm I live in my New Balances. Not I just got the 1300s, the ALD collab. I know nice. ALD has done done a ton of collabs, right? But yeah, uh, I pretty much I pretty much live in the uh, 990s, the V4s. Um, Heck yeah! And I mean, they're just so comfortable. So if you're listening right now and you're like, you know, you want to try to find comfortable relatively stylish sneakers i mean new balances and one of my is killing it you know what i mean it's they really yeah. are killing it so um but let's talk about let's talk about um how you got into the kind of the 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 bootleg scene if i want to call it that right how yeah. did you how did essentially how did you start creating sneakers on your own but actually let's actually go back further how, how did obra come about because i feel like that origin story is maybe will then lead to the the uh the sneakers that you've created right how does obra start yeah no, I mean, am i saying that right yeah 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 uh i mean like you could it's a spanish word so like obra in english is good yeah. like the spanish way to say it is obra but it's like the same thing um uh it started it started off as onda onda with my friend um we both like were running the account uh we wanted to do things together but just like when when two people like start something sometimes like people have different ideas um and we like decided like in a friendly way like hey you have an idea he he just was like telling me like you have a different idea than i do like why don't you just like take over the account at first we were just like posting sneakers and stuff mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted to like create my own things and I work in a way where I want to like do things now. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at like, um, like slowing things down. Like sometimes it could be a positive and a negative thing. Like I get to work and do things done right away, but also like sometimes that means that, um, I miss some steps that could have made something better. Right. Um, but I'm still working on that and we'll continue to work on that. Right. So he just like told me like I could just take over it. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Um, but he just asked me to like change the name and I wanted to change it anyways, just because since it owned that was a two thing, two people deal, like I wanted it to make it my own. So I still needed to keep a, uh, own name because I have started, I started like the bootleg. O. right. <laughs> And I was like, I need an O name. Like, what's something that's meaningful to me with an O? And Obra was really, like, a huge meaningful thing to me because um, growing up, like, my parents and, like, aunties and uncles um, were, like, huge Christian believers. And they would always tell me, like, God is working <laughs> in your life or, like, yeah. God's going to be working in your life. So, like, trust in him. Right. And they would say it in Spanish, which means like, Dios está obrando, like God is working in your life. And I was like, Obra is like super meaningful because it's, it's like work, it's work. And people use it in work of art, like a work in progress, like God's working, like things like that. Right. So that's how I came up with the name and wanted to keep going with it. Um, yeah. And it basically just is like a creative project for me. Like I want to keep um, like making things for myself and hopefully people like it. If they don't like onto the next thing, like it's okay. Totally. Like, 
I just want to put my ideas out there for now. And hopefully in the future, I'm more like collective and could do collections and stuff like that. But for now, it's just really like a creative project. Yeah. And really a place where like people could talk to me and hopefully I can help them out with what they're making or whatever they need help with. Like I'm pretty open book right now. Maybe in the future I won't be. I don't know. But but right now, like I'm a place where where people could come and ask questions like I could be like a middleman for them. Definitely. Um, to help them like explore their own things because I'm just really showing my progress. Yeah. I love that, man. And I think the fact that it has such a deep meaning to like with your family and the history, I think it means like from the outside looking in, like I didn't know that. Right. And I think that means so much more like to hear you say that and to know that it's, there's a lot of thought process and there's a lot of love that goes into the things that you make. And I think a lot of people, cause we're going to start talking about the, 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 the shoes that you made. A lot of people are so quick to, to judge, I think. And, and yeah. that's, that's the world we live in, right? They're so quick to yeah. kind of judge what other people do and not really understand the process or understand the thought that goes into it. And I think that for you and for this podcast, it's really powerful because, um, I, like I said, I didn't know that there's probably a lot of other people who didn't know that either. And hopefully they get a chance to hear that too. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Jordans, the, uh, the bootlegs, the Obra ones. You just had a, another re-release, did you not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to do like something special. Like my favorite color is like white and gray sneakers. So yeah. Um, yeah. We, I just did one for like past customers and a couple few other people. Definitely. Um, and yeah. what's the what's the process like when you set out to make your very own kind of of Jordan one? You use the Jordan one as a canvas essentially, but you you know made your own variant of it. Designed the box, designed the the, the, the sneaker essentially. How how does that process look like? What did what did you where did you start? It's a, like a really long process. I didn't know how to do anything. Um, my homie gave me a few pointers on where like things were being made, um, but. There's a lot of factories in China out there, <laughs> a lot, a lot of factories. So literally people will be like, oh, just go on Alibaba and like, you'll find the factory and they'll make them exact, exactly like how you want them. But that's not like the case. Like it actually takes a long time to find the right factory and a factory that's willing to like work with you and make like changes that you ask. Because yeah. some factories will not do that. They'll like, you'll place an order, give them like, let's say uh, a design that you want to make and they won't get back to you. They'll just like send you the shoe. And if you're happy with it, they can make more. If they if you're not like, they're not going to fix anything. Yeah. They're like, ah, this, this guy might sell like 200 shoes. Like that's not worth my time. Like I'm mm. making cash selling like to Amazon or whatever. Mm. So for me, I, I like maybe sampled like 10 pairs before I found a factory. Jeez. And that's a lot of freaking samples just because I'm like so picky with, with cuts and stuff. Jeez. And I'm still being like picky over cuts and things. Um, I still like tell my factory that, that there needs to be a couple tweaks and things like that. But it, it takes a lot of time and money to be able to like find out what you really want. Like people think it's like really easy, but it's like really time consuming and, it takes a lot of communication to your factory because they're in China. Like you got to wake up either early or go to bed really late True. so you can talk to them or else you get like a couple messages and you wait like a whole day. Um, but it, it does take some time and it, 
and it really does kind of suck sometimes um yeah. having to like wait a whole three days for an answer back or or maybe they they can't find certain materials or or things of that nature right yeah no and how long would you say the process is like from idea to actually getting it into the consumer's hand like a year a year and a half eight months four years five years i have no idea how long does that usually take it it usually just depends um i got mine done and like from my idea to something i'm actually happy about or or like proud of it took me like six months but i was like i like obsessed over it like i was like constantly like looking for factories and constantly like looking uh to be able to like fix the pattern and fix um the shape of the jordan one and stuff like that so it could take longer it could take less it just depends like you you gotta i wouldn't really tell anybody what factory i use just because it took me so long oh of course so much samples but like if you find it in your first try it might take you like a couple months if it doesn't like you might be making samples for a year until you're happy with what you got. Yeah. It just depends. No. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm relatively close to Ray, Ray Mia. Cause we're working on a the magazine, small hours. Right. I work yeah. with him on that. Right. And you know, when he was talking about the process, he'd made a YouTube video about it, but he also talked about it and you know, he was telling me and Alexander Walker, just how kind of painstaking it was, right? Because of the, uh, like, kind of what you described, just when you get back your, maybe your first sample and you're like, man, what is this? This is, yep. this, is this is not really what I, like, wanted <laughs> at all, right? Yeah. And um, a lot of people, like I said, don't see that either. They just see the final result and then some people just judge it. But it takes, it's not just imp- as easy as you, you know, think it is. You could, you know, say factory make this for me and there's it's not going to be perfect you know what i mean and so uh you have to kind of recognize that and that's why i even i kind of like bootlegs i really do like bootlegs actually because um obviously right now we're in a moment where sneakers are really hard to attain anyways um especially jordan ones um and bootleg essentially is a independent creative that is uh, putting their own twist on an iconic silhouette, right? And it's nice to see kind of a refreshing design on a Jordan One because a lot of t- not a lot of times, but sometimes Jordan One colorways and things like that just kind of fall flat. Uh, yeah. Yes, a lot of the things that are very similar, things that like look the same. Like even even recently, you have um, the Hyper Royals and uh, like another was it the UNC pair or something like that. Like those shoes are very yeah. comparable, right? They're both like light blue Jordan ones for the springtime. I mean, kudos to Jordan for making them and getting their dollars up. You know what I mean? But for me, like there's a little bit less appeal to something like that than like a bootleg, like what you do or what Ray does. Right. Just because it's just new. It's something fresh with the silhouette. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I honestly love like seeing a lot of people's bootlegs. Like it's cool to see everybody just, uh, kind of like doing their own thing because there's colors that you wouldn't even imagine like that that you're able to do or like materials to materials that you can use that nike may never use like it's really cool to be able to to 
to see everybody during all that. Like, I don't know. I'm into it. A lot of people think that, that like it, it's kind of corny, but taking L's is kind of corny too. And like buying resale all the time. Like I do that shit sometimes. Like it depends on, on what shoe, but, but like it sucks to like always like having to pay resale. Like it's just a bummer that, that, we're in that state right now, you know? Yeah, totally. It's so funny because um, I talk about this a lot of times even off the podcast. And I talk about, um, you know, sneaker culture, the way in which things are kind of evolving. There's just so much. There's so many people in sneakers. And then you have a, a, a predicament where you have a lot of wealthy individuals who are also in sneakers, right? So they're able to pay resale. So the, it just drives the price up. You have the issue of maybe botting, backdooring. Mm-hmm. You have quality control. So if if replicas are being made, like like with the Travis Scott ones, for example, like it's it's damn near impossible to tell between a, a real Travis and a fake yeah. Travis. No matter what, no matter what yeah. you do, you know what I mean. Um, so I I'm a big sneakerhead. I I do love sneakers and you know I live in it right. And if you're listening and you're like, what the heck are these two dudes talking about right now? Then then you know, um, there's a lot of things you can learn more than just that Jordan ones are hot and and you should just buy as many as you can, right? There's a whole culture, right? So, but I want to ask you about some other brands that you're a fan of, man. So, what are some other brands that you're looking at that you're uh, kind of observing and, and just uh, enjoying? Yeah, there's. Uh, I think there's a lot of. I really like like a lot of the brands that are just pretty low key. Um, that aren't well they're not like as low-key as they are are that they as they were anymore but like what what ray does is really awesome um he's really like like specific he's really good at paying attention to detail on everything he makes so like it's it really inspires me and he has a lot of cool products and the way he like brings out things and um yeah like the way he markets things is really cool like i hidden is really doing awesome things like the things he's doing right now is is badass like his alias is really cool like it makes it very like secretive i don't know like it's it's exciting to see like smaller brands uh coming up like nick from collegium is an awesome like shoemaker he's giving me a lot of like, like helpful tips for like italian shoes so that's cool mcdowell's has like a lot of cool like bootleg things going on with like bootleg tees. He's really kind to me too. Um, yeah. Basket case. Like a lot of my closet is basket case yeah. gallery. Um, they're really nice and helpful too. Like all these people are just like really nice and helpful. Um, and they're brands that like, I, I love to support. They, they have a lot of cool things coming out and they might not be as small as you think, but, but they're, they're just like, they're cool. Cause they're like reachable. Like oh, you can talk to them. Like all the customers are able to talk to them. And I'm like in this place where I'm thinking like customers want to like be able to talk to the people who are making their clothes or the people who are designing their clothes and these bigger brands, like you can't really get that. Mm. And customers are able to like talk to Ray are able to talk to, to Jimmy from McDowell's like you're able to at least put some input or just like have a conversation or 
just be like, hey, thanks. <laughs> like, I really enjoy this. And you might get reposted or something. Like, that makes you feel good that, that you're being seen after being so so supportive to this brand, you know? Totally. So I love, yeah, I love that. That's a great point. Because, like, um, there are so many instances where customers are, like, shouting at bigger brands and they just, they don't care. So I really yeah. like that point. You make a really good point. Obviously, I'm just reiterating what you're saying. But it's a, it's a really good point for sure. For sure. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of actually all those brands as well. Um, and if you guys want to connect with those brands, obviously just search them up, you know, as you're listening to this. Um, but we're actually coming to a relatively soon conclusion in the podcast, ma'am. Um, it was actually a treat to, to get to talk to you. I know you're a busy guy. You have a lot of projects that you're working on. And I'm glad you mentioned Hidden, too, because I was going to ask you about Hidden because I think they're doing some really dope stuff as well. Um, yeah. But one of the kind of final questions I want to ask you is, you know, above all else, what do you want people to know about Obra? Whether it be what your plans are for the future, what you stand for, above all else, what do you want people to know about Obra? I'm for the people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but like, I really am for the people. Like, I want people to know that, like I said, it's it's really just a creative project a place where I want my ideas to be shared and showcased. Um, hopefully in the future, I can make like collections and things like that, things of that nature, like Hidden, Ray, and Basket Case. Um, but for now, like these are just where my ideas are. And I'm leaning towards more like Obra being like, kind of like a like place where I show my ideas and Obra Market being more of like the brand, mm. and being more of like, the place where people can shop like a market for all people. Like it's not just going to be for street heads. Maybe sometimes I make Japanese denim jackets or stuff like that. And not right. just like things, you know, right. Like it's right. A marketplace with, with a lot of cool things in it, like a diverse from bootleg to like high end, cool quality, handmade, like denim pieces or leather pieces, totally. stuff like that. Um, but, but for now it's, it's really like, a creative project and a place where people can ask me questions and I'll answer or a place where we just can talk about like what's going on with our culture right now. So that's definitely. what it is. Definitely, man. I love it. And I'll definitely be hitting you up now that I have your number and you yes. know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> make, I'm gonna make sure to save that in my phone. Just, just as, cause it was, it was a great time talking with you, bro, for real. And I think that the fact that you're in Albuquerque, I'm in Denver, relatively close to each other, um, middle of the country kind of boys. And, um, you're a great guest, bro. I, I really do appreciate you coming on. And I, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to just, if for those who don't know, can you just give us a plug of what your Instagrams are and those kind of things? Yeah. Um, uh, the Instagrams are obra.ip and then my brand side is going to be obra market. Um, yeah. So those are the two places where you could hit me on IG and that's about it. Also cool. quick question. Yo. Uh, what high school did you go to? I went to a high school called Grandview. You've heard of it? It's in... I think so. Um, my homie used to play for a red, black, yellow team. What? So he could have either went to Rangeview. He could have went to East, um, East Angels, uh, Regis. Um, um, I'm pulling him back from my head. <laughs> is, it a C? is there a school with a C? Yeah, there's a school. There's a couple. There's Cherry Creek. 
There's Cherokee Trails. There's um Damn, I'm gonna have to hit you back with that. Yeah. My homie, my good friend, he lived here and then he went over there. Yeah, he played yeah. hoops for a minute. What's his name? Um Jacob Montour. Jacob Montour. It sounds relatively familiar, but it's been a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to hit. I'll hit. I'll have to hit you up. Yeah, yeah. Let him know. Let me know if he knows Grandview, because I know a lot of people from my high school still listen. Um, wait, let's talk about basketball for one second before we conclude. Word, 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 word. <laughs> so wait, so you played in high school, bro? You played yeah, in high yeah, yeah. I did. So how was like how was it playing in high school? Like, did you guys go state tournaments, things like that? Did you play AAU? Did you do any of those things? Um, I didn't get to play much AAU just because uh, we didn't have much money to, like, play in a travel team. Yeah, it's tough. So, like, I had a team here that I would play in the summers. Um, they just, like, I wouldn't have to pay anything. Like, they just uh, basically wanted me on their team. Mm. Um, but, like, my high school team, my coach was really cool. Um, he would take us to, like, out-of-state tournaments every uh, – every summer yeah. and one of them was like golden crown you know bro you know bro. bro no no talking about no golden crown <laughs> oh my goodness i need to take my headphones off <laughs> <laughs> we probably got the same shoes i mean the same uh the same shirt the same golden crown shirt bro. i got all my golden crown jerseys <laughs> in my closet right now right now <laughs> yeah 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 so we would be up there man we would go every summer yeah that's crazy that means i i mean i i don't doubt it bro that at some point we were probably in the same gym maybe, oh yeah maybe even played against each other just didn't know like there's, a, there's what was your school um if we're talking about gold crown it was grandview it was um we probably did play each other that's a name that did. really familiar yeah grandview and then um what, what was the name of your team or what school or whatever uh, we we were a Trisco. A Trisco, yeah. yeah. That does sound familiar, but and there's a couple other teams I play for too. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy, yeah. sir. That is crazy, <laughs> man. Basketball. That's that's why I love the sport. That's why I love yeah. it, man. Crazy, man. Yeah. As soon as I was like, dang, this dude's from Denver, and he hooped. We we had to like rub shoulders somehow. At some point, we we really had to, and it's uh. It's weird how I get to talk to you right now. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but um, but anyways, man. Like I said, thank you for coming on. I'm gonna cut it right now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.